it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by Anissa Beauty. Anissa Beauty was created on the belief that the cosmetic brush is the ultimate beauty tool to transform your makeup and skincare experience. Find your perfect brush today at anisabeauty.com. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. I had an awesome interview with Anissa Telwer Caker. She's the founder and CEO of Anissa International and Anissa Beauty. We had a great conversation just learning more about her experience in a product development space as she develops brushes and tools globally for different brands. And now she has Anissa Beauty, which is her own cosmetic brush and skincare tool line. She has a great story and she's very down to earth. And I think you can learn a lot from Anissa. She has a lot of wisdom, which she shared with us on today. Here is a little bit of Anissa's bio. Anissa Telwar-Caker is the founder and CEO of her namesake business, Anissa International and Anissa Beauty. She started Anissa International in 1992 and for almost three decades has pioneered the leadership, product development, and culture of this globally branded business through the design and manufacturing of cosmetic brushes for makeup and skincare. She partners with the most esteemed brands in the beauty industry and in 2019 launched her first direct-to-consumer venture, Anissa Beauty, a line of makeup brushes and skincare tools. I think you're going to really enjoy this awesome interview and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Anissa Telwar Caker. Welcome, Nisa. Thank you, Brandy. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you, Anissa. So, Anissa, before we get into your businesses and all the phenomenal things you're doing, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Well, for have been in the beauty industry for almost 30 years. I started out in international trading, so I was never trained to be a makeup artist. I really had no idea how to apply makeup, to tell you the truth. The first five years I was in the industry, I was showing up selling brushes without any makeup on my face, and people would ask me, how can you sell me this when you don't even use it? So that is a little bit of a tidbit. I don't really tell too much. Interesting, interesting. I would say that too to someone who was selling me beauty products. <laughs> I feel I don't understand that because I know many people who are in beauty that don't <laughs> do beauty. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I that's how I would sell beauty because people will be attracted to me because of the beauty. So I get that for sure. But thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, when you think about the beauty business, that there's so many parts of it, right, that may not be that front facing. So I was really into the business of beauty, but I didn't think, you know, I had to use the products. And like you said, it didn't happen until much later when I got more into the product design and realized, wait a minute, I need to use these products so that I can really create new things. So that's when I started using makeup all the time. Great, great. Well, tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Like, how did you get your start in the beauty industry? 
So I started working with um, my family's business, which is international trading. So I became very familiar with that you can source products from all over the world. And I met this gentleman who his family made makeup brushes. And so I found it fascinating, the art of the makeup brush, that it was handmade. And I was starting to take some trips to New York and my mother, you know, was needing me to do some things. And I said, well, let me see if I can call on Revlon for this gentleman because he was having a hard time. He knew how to make the products. He just didn't know how to market or sell them. So I was able to call on Revlon and that was my first meeting. And that, it just kicked it off from there. I think I got the bug for beauty, you know, from there because beauty is so linked to fashion. It's, it is a creative process. It's, and people are, if you, I'm sure you know, if you've been in the beauty business, it's hard to get out of it because you just get this connection and this vibe about it. And so that's how it all began. Great. So how do you go from like, so you had a family, your family was, I had a business and so you had connections in the industry, but how did you go from that to starting your own brand? So it came from diversity or adversity, you know, where that my mother's business fell apart. And so therefore I had to do something. I had not finished my college degree. I'd only worked for a family business. And at 24, I needed to figure out something to do. So I asked this gentleman if I could please market or sell his brushes for him full time. And he agreed and he let me do it. Now at 24, a woman not really knowing a lot in the sense of how to create a credit line or how to do all that, he let me kind of have a line of credit with him. So what I started to do is market the brushes in a very different way. And then it, it came to like what you know we were talking about in the beginning is that I started to look at brushes with product. How does a brush really work with product? So fast forward now, 28 years later, I've just been mainly selling wholesale brushes to the biggest brands that we all know, I've been creating their products for them. And I realized with the way the world's changing, it was time maybe for me to start my own brand so I could have a direct to consumer conversation. So that's when we created Anissa Beauty. 28 years I've been in this business. Finally, I have my own brand. And that's a whole different, you know, I had no idea how tough it was going to be. And I'm learning so much. So that's interesting because you are working more on the manufacturer side, selling brushes to the consumer. Well, not well, not to the consumer, but to the companies, right? So you're selling to the companies, but so you're B2B. But right. now you're B2C. So what would you say has been the biggest oh, no, differences for you there? So it's a huge cultural change. It's a huge mental shift. Because in some ways, I've been protected, right? I can work with these great brands. They have all the processes in place. Um, there's long lead times. They know their marketing channels. I mean, they deal with the consumer. I mean, they know what they're doing. So I've been really blessed in a lot of ways to work with these phenomenal organizations. When I leaped into the, you know, consumer space. I didn't know what I didn't know that the mental challenge of really considering how to launch products so that you can educate, communicate, correctly price. How do you get the exposure? They don't, people don't even know there's an Anissa to tell you the truth. And I'm almost two years in. They know that we exist because I've gotten good brand ambassadors but they really don't understand yet. Like to tell a story, 
like for MAC Cosmetics, when you think how long they've been around, they've told this amazing story globally. And they know what they're doing. They're a fine oiled machine. I mean, they're having to pivot now, like all of us with COVID, with the influencer world, with, you know, IG, with Facebook digital ads. Like for me to even say this to you, I would not have said that a year and a half ago. What the ROAS is when you spend a certain amount, your audiences, you know, Facebook and now um, Apple going at each other and you can remove the pixel from the phone so you can't be tracked anymore. This is stuff I would not have known because I didn't have to work in this way. So it is a huge leap when, it, when you consider marketing and selling. And it's exciting because like even today we were speaking to a customer, one of our brushes, she felt was pokey. She didn't like it. So we got to talk to an individual about, tell me more. So that really is going to help me design because in working with a big brand, they'll give me quality issues, but not down to the granular level or that I could really maybe make a difference. So that is where we are. So I'm in this really, really, really like smaller conversation now that could, I think could have a huge impact because we've been designing brushes for 30 years. So I, am, I can't imagine out of this brand what we can also now start to create. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think it gives you a different point of view and you can see both sides of it. So now you've been behind the brand, the development piece, but now you can see what it's like to get a brand out there to deal with the customers and the issues and whatever happens on that side as well. And I can see how that can make you well-rounded as a brand that develops for other companies also. And I think as a as a leader, as a business founder, as now a CEO, you know, I think it's giving me so much perspective. But what happens, I think, as you know, I'm sure, is leadership. Sometimes we focus over here because this really needs it. And so that's what I've been doing. So what's also been great is I've been able to bring up my other parts of the business and let the people that have been with me for a long time, let them start to manage the historical fundamental part of us, this B2B, our bread and butter, now they can elevate because I can do this and I can share my intelligence. Now we can have shared information, but it's going to really have my company, I think, expand in the best way possible internally and externally. Yes. So take us along the journey of of Anissa Beauty. You've been around for two years. Like you said, you launched two years ago. So what has that journey been like and share like some of the products and all those things? I mean, I think it's a roller coaster. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we launched and I was like, oh my gosh, then there was COVID in about four to five months. And again, I don't know what I don't know, which is a lot, right? So I didn't know how hard it was going to be. I really, really didn't know being an e-commerce brand, we're not going into retailers. So people cannot touch and feel our products. Uh, we've been that intel inside. We've been the unsung hero. We've been behind the scenes. So they don't know who Anissa is and they don't know why our price points are the way they are. They don't understand why we are sustainable and that we own our own manufacturing. And I actually design the products. They don't know that. So it has been a journey, you know, to communicate. And we're still really working on storytelling. And I think that I'm going to have to reset so in September, it'll be two years and we're going to reset and retell that story. But then COVID hit and kind of the, the silver lining of COVID was 
I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. So I had to focus and learn this brand. I think if I had had normal life, I would have made a lot more mistakes and I would have turned over the brand to maybe people that we wouldn't have known what the brand was yet. So it may not have become what it was meant to be because it is my heart and soul. It is my legacy. It is a pretty big deal for me to have finally done this. So the miracle of COVID was I couldn't do anything else but this. <laughs> so I've, it's been a learning. It's been a school. And I think, you know, and the, you know, a new business, it takes it about five years, right? So we still have like three and a half years to see if we can succeed. So my mission is that we would become a global brand. That is my intention. But it's still going to be work every day. You know, we're going to have to work at it every day. And so we'll see what happens. Great. I think you have a unique line. Um, when, you, when you look at the products and you feel the products, there's a luxe feel about them. And they feel like professional products, like maybe something your esthetician would be using on your face, not necessarily something you would do at home. And that's what I really like about it. Kind of tell us about the what, what I, the idea you had in mind when you created your, your line. So our fibers have always, you know, been really elevated because we uh, were one of the first businesses that decided no more animal fiber. So in, in 2017, I let all my big customers know that I'm going to share with you a replacement. I'm going to share with you fibers that are just as good as animal products. So our fibers that I put into the brand are specifically designed for powder products, foundation products, concealers. The head shapes are innovative. Our pinnacle foundation is one of a kind. It was specifically designed because I'm lazy and I want a quick application and I want it to look like myself. I want my skin to be natural. And I like to blend my products because of my skin. I can't always find the right product or the right concealer. So I do a lot of blending. And so the pinnacle foundation is our hero. It's a rock star. So then there's the skincare brushes. Now that's a whole nother conversation because they do not exist, you know? Yes, I love it because there are so many times where, where I've had a product and I wish I had something. I'm like, oh, let me go grab this or use the back of something. So I just, I love the design and the thought behind it. Something to apply my mask with so I don't have to get it all over my fingers. Something to massage things in with. And I, I love it because I think it's something that you can, it's almost like you're pampering yourself. Every day you give yourself a facial. And so how did you come up with the concept to create skincare brushes, right? Because you don't hear that all the time. I haven't heard of any other skincare brushes. So how did that come about? I just love what you said, though. Thank you so much. It's so true. Like every day you can give yourself a facial. I mean, that's just, I'm sorry, I'm going to tag that. It was very good. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's the same concept when you think of makeup brushes, when we all started, when I started forever, you know, in a day ago, that it was just a little compact brush and a compact. Like that's all you got. And so that wasn't enough. I think, and with the investment you make with makeup, with all the trends in makeup, there's so much innovation in makeup. You need the right tool. So with skincare, you have a similar, um, you know, you have a similar thing happening where your formulations, the different skin types, how you want to apply, you want it to be even, you want to maximize your investment for skincare. 
So that's why skincare brushes to me make sense. It's about a product pairing. You cleanse your skin, you moisturize, you treat, you do these, you know, nighttime routines, oily skin, dry skin, weekend, you have more time, hopefully. So all these things matter. And the older I'm getting, the more my skin matters. And I would like to age gracefully. That's my hope. I don't want to do anything yet. And so I needed something to help me. And it is helping me. It is helping me take time. It is helping me be more thoughtful in my application. They're easy to clean. And the handle has been designed a certain way so that you can hold it to get the right kind of pressure. And, you know, the fibers are meant for the product to stay on top. So again, it's for, I like to apply a lot. Like I want to do about three layers at night, a serum, an oil, a gel. And this brush will let me do that. My hands, not so much. Awesome. I think it's, I think it's very innovative. And um, I love that, that you added something that you can, you know, use with your skincare as well. Now, do you have any plans to add maybe skincare or add more face brushes and things of that nature? Yes, we are launching body because I think body's next, right? COVID's going to be over soon. We're all going to be in the streets celebrating, you know, <laughs> like, right, like right. dancing in the streets. We want to show our skin. And so we're going to be launching the Pinnacle Body Brush, which is going to be, it is a rock star. You can use moisturizer. You can use your SPF. You can use bronzers. It's so good. So body will be the next thing. And then we're going to do a fun holiday kit this year. And then next year will be some more skincare brushes and an eye. And we need to launch some eye brushes. So we'll be doing that too. Great, great. Now, when you say body, I worry about cleaning it. But then I thought about you do have cleansing products for to clean the brushes. And I saw something. I didn't get to use everything yet. But thank you so much. I've loved the stuff you sent me. But the uh, far as your... Your cleanser, I thought it was unique because it says it's for the face and the brushes. I'm like, what? Yeah. So, so tell us about that. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, cleansers can be really strong, right? They can be a bit aggressive. So we want to make sure that you're able to take care of your brush gently and effectively because we want these brushes to last. They are an investment and they're touching your skin. So the, clean, the cleansers that we've created are gentle enough with this kind of amethyst infusion, nice foaming, and it's going to take off the oil and the dirt and the makeup. And it's a good weekly or monthly clean. So then we also created something for an everyday because women don't want to clean their brushes. They just would rather throw them away, which I think is not what we're supposed to be doing. But our quick dry is doesn't have any kind of water. So you can spray it on the brush and immediately clean that surface so that you can use it and it won't impact how well the brush works. So we are definitely fans of cleaners and we have a really cool polishing pad that'll work in the cleanser and get the water out faster. And we are going to be launching some other uh, cool kinds of storage and cleaners. Um, I really want to go as clean beauty as possible. So we are looking again how to reformulate our cleaners. Like I want to keep getting better. I want to keep doing better. I want to do everything we can to be as sustainable as possible and as clean as possible for the environment and make sure what we're creating is as non-toxic as possible. So as being the manufacturer, we have the possibility to do that. So that is definitely something we're committed to. 
Now, how does your brand stand out to others like it? Well, I think there's not a lot of other brands that just sell tools. Usually they will have makeup that align. I feel like we're the only brand that manufactures our own products that owns the facility. I have two facilities that I own. I have, I know who makes your products. I know the supply chain. I work with them every day. You could see your brushes being made. If you want a webcam, I'll show you how your brushes are being made. That is a huge difference. I feel. Awesome. I think that's unique as well because um, you understand the brand from all angles <laughs> because you, you know from every because you you've developed it in your own manufacturing company for sure it has my name on it so it's it's so personal to me to make sure what i put into the world is going to do good in whatever capacity okay yeah, I think I think so too. And I, and I this is what I feel. I feel like the brush as you know as a previous makeup artist myself, the tools is what does it all. I have a funny story I want to share with you that uh I don't know. I just thought about it. So we can kind of break it up a little bit. So I I was a makeup artist for about 14 years and I have a young daughter. And so I was rushing around you know, as a, at the time, I think I was a stay-at-home mom. I might pick up gigs on the weekends, right? So I had my daughter. She's probably like nine or ten. I'm like, honey, you got to help mommy get packed up for this job. I got to get out of here and hit the road. So I'm getting everything together, and I have everything everywhere. And my daughter thought I was carrying an older bag I used to carry that I wasn't carrying. And so she put my makeup brushes in that bag. And, of course, when I left, I didn't take that bag. So I got on set and I didn't have any makeup. And I said, what is a makeup artist without her brushes? So I had to like pull it together, go to CVS, go to a couple of different stores and try to get together what I could use my finger sponges. And I really got creative and everything went well, but it would, my stress level was so high on that photo shoot that every time I packed up and got that rolling kit ready to go, I made sure I had my brushes. I didn't care about nothing else, but I wanted to make sure that I had my makeup brushes because that is very important. And so I, I feel like good quality brushes are a great investment because like you said, it's something you're putting on your face every day. You want to put something, you know, high quality. You don't want anything poking. You don't want anything, you know, scratching you or putting germs or anything foreign on your face. You want something that's high quality, that's going to get the job done and help you to apply your products properly. And so I can always go for a great line of brushes. Anissa Beauty was created to revolutionize how you think about makeup and skincare. It is their mission to provide you with essential tools to elevate and simplify your unique beauty routines. Take your routine to the next level with 50% off your next purchase with code BBN50 at anisabeauty.com. I think, you know, I love what you talk about because makeup artists are, are the reason we exist. And they're some of the hardest working people in the world, I feel. And, you know, COVID's been so tough on them. And just like, it's just, I think makeup artists, like they are artists. And I think that's what people need to understand. So what they can do for us and what they have done for the beauty industry. And I think we learn from them, right? So I've learned from so many artists. And I, I also want the everyday woman, the everyday beauty lover, 
to think about artistry in her life and just be a little more brave. You know, women are so scared of brushes. They don't, they're intimidated by them. I don't understand that because I live with it now and they're just meant to be your friend. They're meant to be something that will take you through that every day. And they can really support confidence. They empower you if you use it right. So I think what you said was really important. And I know it for me, it's what I live and breathe all the time, but I do believe it. Like I really believe it. A brush can make a big difference in your life. <laughs> it surely can. It surely can for sure. For sure. So tell us what has been the biggest lesson you've learned so far in your entrepreneurial journey. And I guess, I mean, I guess you've been an entrepreneur for quite a long time. So you can start from wherever, you know, you want. I think, you know, the largest lessons always have to do with people, right? It has to do with who we choose to be in our business, how we choose to manage and delegate. You know, I was speaking to someone today who's been great and she's been really helping me on, you know, the next level of where I am and how I want to be as a, a leader in my business. I would sometimes delegate too early. You know, I was so exhausted. I had so much going on. And so it was like, you do it. And then I walk away, you know, well, it never really got done. Right. So what I'm learning right now is that it takes time, right? When we hire people, it takes time when we um, want to work with someone and we want to empower them and we want them to do more for us. We have got to walk that journey with them for a while. So the greatest lessons I have learned is maybe too soon letting go, too soon trusting. And those are the biggest things that have really kind of come back to me that have been, you know, things that I've had to deal with that have been really tough. So it's always been about people. And then, you know, self-awareness, looking at myself. Okay, why did I make that choice? What was going on? What could I have done differently? What am I going to learn from this? Because mistake I read or heard recently, like a mistake, yes, the first time is a mistake. The second time, it's a choice. You know what I mean? And I would rather just make a mistake once. So that would be my preference. Great. I think that's, that's definitely some great advice for sure. For sure. What shifts would you like to see in the beauty industry right now? I think that's a good question. I think the thing about beauty and in all industries, it's just not beauty, is that we need more transparency in our supply chains. We need to know where things are coming from. And I know that not, you know, there has to be different kinds of price structures, right? So our environment, fair wage, People being paid a living wage um, is really important no matter what country you work in. And so I think it's really important that we as consumers start to ask those real questions that it's not just a trend that you want to give back. It's not just a trend that you want to hire, you know, a diversity of people. It, it should not be a trend. You know, I think we should all, or me and beauty, like I want to commit to customers on both ends that are making the right decisions long-term, right? More women, more people of color, more environmental initiatives, more truth about how they do and what they do and who leads them. I, I want that for all of us, especially for beauty. Can you share if any, some ways that your, your company has contributed to that? Yeah. 
So we are, I think, doing some pretty cool things and specifically the brand. So always, not always, but most of Anissa International's uh, history has been to be philanthropic. And I have chosen organizations that have been within our community. So I'm a big advocate of homeless animals. I really support an organization for the past 20 years. We built the organization together, uh, the Atlanta Mission, uh, Families First, families, you know, people dealing with types of, you know, financial insecurities. I mean, it's, it's important in our community that we lift up and be good stewards. For the brand, we are gonna be focusing on the social injustice issues. How do we focus on the eradication of racism of all types? So I am looking, we have been contributing financially. We also internally have been doing education. We have a change team where we're like our last come together was about bias because all of us have bias and we don't even know we have it. So we did a really cool education about that. We will continue to do that internal education. I really am looking for still a organization that has a CEO, preferably a female. I don't know, you know, because I like female founders. I want to support them. A woman of color that is creating a nonprofit that I can align with. And so that, and I want to support that her, or, you know, her movement, his movement into change. Because there's people that are really smart and I just want to align with them. They have solutions and they have steps and we can all follow that. We're vocal on our social, you know, we will talk about things that we are committed to, which I feel we should. So those are just a few things. And also hiring. Like I am really proud of the people we're now hiring, like the talent um, represents a wide range of, you know, community. That makes me happy. Like I'm so proud of that. I can't even tell you, but everything had to happen that happened last year, or maybe we wouldn't have woken up. So. It's tough and it's hard, but it's real. And this is the difference the brand can make. And if I remember that, I think I can hang in there for all this other stuff. Great. Well, I think that is great that you're, you know, putting in the effort with your company to make a difference for sure. Yeah, it makes it more meaningful. Awesome. Awesome. For sure. I would agree with that. So um, what are you excited about right now, specifically with the brand? What I'm excited about is I think um, I'm really excited about my team. I think my team I'm putting together, I'm really excited about who they are and what they're doing and that they're committed to the brand. They see the vision. So yeah, I'm excited about the future right now. It's, it's been some dark days. It's been, you know, like a little tough. And I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel for all of us. And I think there's going to be times to celebrate. I'll have 30 years next year in the business. So I'm, I know it's like, that's a long time. So I'm looking forward to those celebration parties. I'm looking forward to seeing people again. I'm looking forward to talking about the business again. Yeah, I'm just excited about that. And it is new normal. And I'm going to accept whatever that means. But I just can't wait to see people and be with them again. So great. I would agree with all of that. I can't wait for all of that as well. And I'm definitely excited for those things too. So what would you tell your 24-year-old self? Like when you, when things didn't go right with your, with your family business and you're, you're out there, 
you know, at that particular time, I know there were some things that you didn't see happening now that's happening now. So what would you tell your 24 year old self? So, you know, I've been doing some work on that, actually, like where I'm doing these visualizations and she's sitting on a couch and she's in this old apartment I had and I didn't know what I was going to do. And she's just like freaked out. So what I would tell her now is that, you know, I would tell her it's okay to be patient. It's, it's, you're, you, you are a very courageous, brave woman and you are going to be able to teach yourself the things you don't know. And it's all going to come at the right time. And I think if she knows that she'll be okay. You know, she'll be like, cool. Cause I am self-taught and I am self-made, you know, and she just didn't know what she, you know, that she was going to be able to learn a lot. So. Great. Great. And thinking about learning a lot, being that you, you're on both sides. So you, but you've been on a manufacturer side for the longest. Now that you're on the other side, can you share some things that you've made? Maybe you thought you knew how it goes, right? Oh my God. <laughs> right. You thought you knew how it, how it was to launch a brand. You thought you knew this and that. But now that you're in it, you realize you didn't know these things. Can you share I, some of those with us? Oh my gosh, I have so much respect for product development teams because I did not understand, right? So they have these calendars, like the launches, like everything they're investing in that launch. I did not, I, you know, I always, always was walking in, Hey, you want another brush? I got, you know, more brushes. I didn't understand all the back end that they had to be dealing with and all the thought process. And maybe I took it personally and, and thought, why aren't you buying my brushes? You know, um, they had a lot going on. And so now I see that now I see launching a product, pushing that out into the world for it to be successful. It takes a lot of work. It does. It does. And entrepreneurship isn't easy at all. And especially to start out in the launch your online, online to the world. Uh, what was that process like for you when you did launch? How did it go starting out? Well, it took us about three years and it took me about three years to understand, you know, to build the brand deck, to build the brand voice, you know, to take, you know, the products we were going to launch, designing the products, the website, you know, just, I was lucky enough because I've been doing this for so long that I took the time. But then I think the, the counter to that is because I've been doing this for so long, I was really scared. Where somebody didn't have maybe a lot to risk or lose, I felt like I had a lot to lose. And I, I was doing this not to compete. I was doing this to complement my current business. So... It was, it was a risk, you know, but I think it's been good. My current customer base gets to really learn from what I'm doing. Great. Was there a time, because you already had a successful business. So was there a time where someone, maybe on your team or maybe your partner, somebody told you like, why would you start your own line? Like, you don't need to do that. We, we sell to lines like that. You know, yeah, they, they quit. Yeah, they pretty much, like, they were like, I'm out of here. I don't agree with your strategy. Yeah, for sure. It happened. They were like, you're wrong. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's better. It's better if people don't align with a leader. I don't, the thing can happen, right? When we, when we're leaders, either you're going to be uplifted by the people that work with you, or you're going to be undermined. 
And my preference is, if you don't agree with me, let's just part friends and you can go. To stay within an organization and undermine it, I don't understand, you know? So if you don't agree, like I, I'm pretty fair. I'll be like, here's a decent severance. Thank you for everything you did. Bless you and move on. Why stay somewhere you're not happy? It doesn't make sense. So yeah, no, I went through that. You're so intuitive. Your, your questions are very good. <laughs> Thank you. I, I wondered that because it's kind of like you're almost competing yes. with your your customers a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because you do B2B. So you're building a business that's going to be, you know, competing. So that's why I asked you that if you had any kickback or any, you know, people that push back on that. So I've designed so many brushes over the years and a lot of customers won't take them. Like I showed them my pinnacle foundation brush and nobody really wanted it. So it was frustrating as an innovator and a product designer not to show the world and get an opinion. So I am not launching anything that I would show to another brand. Like they have their own brand DNA. Nobody would have bought skincare brushes from me. Nobody. I tried for two years and nobody wanted it. Now they're picking up skincare brushes. So it becomes marketing intelligence. I become an extension to show them and do their, do their R&D for them so they don't have any risk. That's how I'm positioning it. And anybody can have any of my brushes. Like if I am making it for the world. And so I hope that people understand because of as long as I've been doing this, it's really to support. And I am about collaboration. And that's why it is what it is. But yeah, I was nervous. I was worried that people would be like, wow, how dare you? You know, you shouldn't step across the line. This is where you are, right? But it's been good. People have been cool. I mean, I feel so grateful that there's so many great people in the industry that we can understand healthy competition may only lift us all up. You know how sometimes I we I know you've heard this quote, like be the change that you want to see in the world. So I did not realize that your brushes were that unique that you had, you know, had not been out there. None of your other clients had utilized it, but understanding that now you had to be the change that you wanted to see. Yes. It was for you to put out. And that's probably why no one would buy it at first, but they're going to buy it now. Now that your brand is out there, they're going to buy it now. Yeah. Like my concealer brush, it's so different. It's huge. It, you know, and it's like a finger and it's just, Nobody would have wanted it. They wouldn't, it's too much risk, right? And they have so many layers that they have to deal with with their executives to get approval. But now I can launch and I can show them the analytics. I can show them the audience and they can have it and they can tweak it and do whatever they want with it. So we did all the work for them, you know? Yep, and it's a win-win, right? Win-win, <laughs> it's a win-win. Awesome, awesome. So this has been absolutely great chatting with you today, Anissa, and having you on the podcast. I want to narrow down to the last few questions I like to ask people that come on this show. So my first one is, how do you define success? Well, today, you know, as a 55-year-old woman, I define success as having the balance um, in my everyday to be able to really be present for what I'm doing, uh, to be engaged. And of course, the, the monetary success, 
of what we do to be able to have an, a, a business that is sustainable financially and to see success in the sense of growth, that I see a path for growth for us. And to also now empower those around me that if somebody steps into my world and they're like, I got this for you, I got this for us, I got this for the business, that is 10 times the success I ever thought I would have. Awesome. What do you think has contributed to your success thus far? Lots of failure. (laughs) Falling on my face a hundred million times and getting back up. Right? Because we learn more from what didn't work than we learn from what did work. And I have failed all the time. And that's just what I've learned from. And that creates the success because you start honing in on what's going to work. Great. What's either your favorite book or favorite mantra? Um, It's mantras. You know, I think about, you know, now it's about this positivity. Um, You know, I read a book forever ago, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. And when I'm in my darkest places, it's because I'm negative. So to me, it's the power of positive thinking and also, you know, thoughts become things. So think the good ones, right? Right. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So what's either your favorite tool or app that you use to operate in your business? Favorite tool or app to operate my business We have a lot of new platforms, so that's very interesting. I get a lot of different reports. I love Salesforce. Um, We are using it for our sales division, product management, product development. Uh, I also am really into, for the uh, brand side, is Shopify because they have great reporting. I still look at every order because I'm so tickled that someone would want to buy my products. So those are definitely daily go-tos. Awesome. A bonus one. How do you stay motivated, Anissa? I think the motivation is those around me. I have a lot of commitments. I am responsible for a lot of people, for a lot of a lot of lives. And so I don't get to I don't get to kind of like, you know, get off the clock. You know, I can enjoy my life, I can have a nice time, I can do these things to self-care, but as long as I have this organization. I have 400 plus people and all of that, their families and all the organizations we support, my philanthropic organizations, the missions that we have in our business. That's what keeps me motivated. Great. Do you have anything you want to share with the audience? Well, I'm just like, I love this. I love that you do this. Thank you for letting me on. You know, I just think it's wonderful that you ask these questions of entrepreneurs and founders and business owners and beauty, and that we all learn and that we are all on some level aspiring, right, to be better. And I think that's what you're doing. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. It's been so great having you on a podcast. Please share how everyone can find you online. So there's Anisa Beauty, uh, anisabeauty.com. There's Anisa Beauty IG. There's also The Real ATK. I have my own IG. And um, I haven't been posting as much lately, but I'm going to be doing a little bit more around mentorship and beauty tips and uh, business, uh, you know, engagement. So that's what my conversation will be about. 
Awesome. I'll make sure all of that information is in the show notes. Anissa, Caker, everybody, thank you so much, Anissa. And that's all we have for you today. As always, stay great and you're out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.